0: Good morning, Linden Alliance. Good morning, wherever my voice goes to. We just trusted God as a message, a word for each one of us this morning. And we're still inside the Easter season. There are people who follow very closely the church calendar. And and so today would be the third Sunday of Easter. And... Uh, The Easter story didn't stop the day Christ arose. There are several incidents in Scripture that continued on before he was translated up into heaven. We want to read this morning a passage which talks to us about Christ walking through locked doors. And maybe the title for this message would be The Risen Christ Walks Through Locked Doors or Just Locked Doors. And I'll be reading in uh, NIV from uh, John chapter 20. I'll read verses 19 to 29. I'm not going to dwell on the whole text, but it is to give you a background so that you can uh, centralize this thoughts of my, these thoughts of mine within the parameters of the context. On the evening of that first day of the week, When the disciples were together with the doors locked for fear of the Jewish leaders, Jesus came and stood among them and said, Peace be with you. After he said this, he showed them his hands and his side. The disciples were overjoyed when they saw the Lord. Again, Jesus said to them, Peace be with you. As the Father has sent me, I am sending you. And he breathed on them and said, Receive the Holy Spirit. If you forgive anyone's sins, their sins are forgiven. If you do not forgive them, they are not forgiven. Now Thomas, also known as Denimus, one of the twelve, was not with the disciples when Jesus came. So the other disciples told him, We have seen the Lord. But he said to them, Unless I see the nail marks in his hands and put my fingers where the nails were, and put my hands into his side, I will not believe. A week later, his disciples were in the house again, and Thomas was with them. Though the doors were locked, Jesus came and stood among them and said, Peace be with you. Then he said to Thomas, Put your fingers here. See my hands. Reach out your hand and put into my side. Stop doubting, but believe. Thomas said to him, My Lord and my God. Then Jesus told them, because you have seen me, you have believed. Blessed are those who have not seen yet have believed. Dear Heavenly Father, we ask that this time you open our mind, open our hearts, that we may uh, receive the word into us, that your word may transform us, that the word may govern our thoughts, our minds. And we just pray, Father, that we may sense the presence of your Spirit moving among us. And, Father, may those who listen online, may they be touched with the power of your Spirit right in their living room, right in their bedroom, their office, wherever they are, their their vehicle. We just pray, Lord, that Christ be honoured in their lives. We pray, Father, that I may be at this time only a spokesperson, only a vessel, only a voice, and that all the honor, all the glory be yours, Father. At the end of this service, may each one go and be a blessing to someone. We pray this in the name of Jesus. Amen. This is the first appearance of Jesus to the 12, or to the 11. Uh, They were frightened. And like rightly so, Jesus, their master, their teacher, their friend, their brother, the promised Messiah, etc., was crucified, and this is the third day, and they don't know what is going to happen. They don't know what the purpose is all of all this was, and so they, they are afraid. They they have heard word from uh, from Mary Magdalene that Jesus indeed had resurrected and had been with him they also the text in Luke tells us that Peter also had met the risen lord but here at this moment they're all in this room and they're fearful and so going back to verse 19 on on the evening of the first day of the week when the disciples were together the doors were locked. let stopped stop there a minute. The doors were locked. It's not a lock that could be opened from the outside. It's those kind of locks that nobody can get in. Only you can open the door for someone to come in. The doors are locked. They are afraid. And Jesus comes and just starts... Uh, stands right there in their midst. It's quite interesting, quite uh, mind-boggling for the disciples, perhaps for us as we look at Scripture. Uh, as I mentioned before, seen by Mary Magdalene, who wanted to uh, grab on to him when she she's confused. She goes to the grave. Jesus is not there, and she sees this person, thinks he's the gardener, and asks where he laid the body. And just the word that came over to her in a soft whisper Mary. And she recognizes, she wants to cling to his feet, and he says, Don't touch me. Don't touch me. She probably wanted to enjoy Christ back in the normal. But Christ had died, Christ had risen, there was no normal or there was no old normal, there's only a new normal. And in the new normal, we can't physically grasp the the risen Savior. And so, this Mary Magdalene uh, is interesting enough, is the first person with the message tell the others. I have risen. Tell the others, I have risen. Sometimes we belittle the, the role of women in the church, belittle role, the, the role of women in the ministry, uh, missions and so many things, but the first woman, or that rather the first person to take the news to the disciples, Christ is risen, was Mary of Magdalene, probably one of the lowest on the ranks of womanhood in those days. She was free from demon possession. She was a former prostitute, but she's the first missionary. Back to the disciples. The doors are locked. They're frightened, and Jesus came into the, their midst. And I want to speak to you this morning on these three things. There are other things that I want to bring out in this chapter, but on another day... if. God willing maybe next next Sunday we don't know yet but the doors are locked Jesus did not have to knock hey you can you open up for me are you all well in there is everything okay no he didn't even have to have to have someone open the door for him he's just there In their midst. He wasn't a ghost. In Mark. The story. Or rather Luke and Mark. Tell the stories from a little different angle. Uh, Luke tells us. That when the two disciples. On the road of Emmaus. Come back to tell the twelve. That they have met Jesus. The disciples have some mixed feelings. As he is speaking. Jesus appears again. For the second time right in their midst, and they're afraid. They're they're joyful, but it's a kind of joy that doesn't quite remove fear. It's a kind of uh, uh, happiness that, yes, it looks like you, but maybe it's not you, and there there is doubt there. They thought it was a ghost. Luke says they thought it was a ghost, and Jesus says... Touch me, I'm not a ghost. Their faith needed to be boosted. Their faith needed to be uh, challenged. Not only Thomas' he wasn't there the first time and Jesus says, reach out, touch me. Luke also says that they still did not believe because they were so joyful. And Jesus says, you have something to eat. And they bring him some fish. One of the other gospels says they brought him also a honeycomb and he ate it, proving that it was him. It wasn't a ghost. And so he's quieting down their guilt. He had a physical body, the same body but different, kind of a paradox in scripture, a body that can go through walls and doors and be present. And what this means to you and I today is the following. Jesus can go where no one else can go, or where no one else can be. He can go where no one else can go, where no counselor can go, no doctor can go, no friend can go, no lover can go. Jesus is capable of entering in to any situation you go through. There is no place where you are, no depth of personhood that Jesus can't penetrate. There is no layer of grime and dirt and filth that Jesus can't penetrate. There is no heart so hard, so strange, so difficult that Jesus cannot penetrate. When I read the Psalms, I find David In his confession, after agreeing with God, with the prophet, and coming to terms with his own sinfulness, he says, I said in my heart, I will confess, and you forgave me. It's instant. God looks to the heart, sees the attitude of the heart, and he says, I will be free, be pardoned, be forgiven. And what Jesus does, he, he watches our hearts, he looks at our hearts, and he sees even so little a, a, a ray of hope. He listens to the silent cry of your soul that says, oh, my God, I need help. Oh, my God, I've reached rock bottom. Oh, my God, I am, I am not worthy I have betrayed everybody. I am, and you go through the list of how you feel. There is no place where the resurrected one can't fit into. He is the only one who can touch us where we most need to be touched. So there's no locked doors, no walls that keep him out. What he is capable of of, you cannot imagine. We cannot imagine. It is a healing wonder to contemplate that all our complex layers of dirt and grime and, and problems and difficulties of life that you and I are incapable of understanding and areas where we do not want to go are familiar territory to Jesus no matter what we go through, no matter what we try to hide hide from him and from others. Familiar territory to Jesus, and he is not surprised, and he's willing to go and come. The second phrase of the verse 19 says, the doors were locked for fear of Jewish leaders. Their leader had been crucified, They were unsure what would happen to them, whether they would hear a knock at the door, the Roman soldiers taking them off also to be imprisoned. And uh, up to a certain point, we might be able to understand their fear. And into this fear, Jesus came. Into my fear, into your fear, Jesus comes. And we all have fears. We all fear the pandemic. We either take one side and say it's nonsense, but it is fear that leads us to say nonsense. On the other side, yes, I believe this is real, etc., etc., but fear of contracting it or fear of being dominated by it. There's all kinds of fears. And the best way to get rid of our fear is to say, yes, Lord Jesus, I have fears. Yes, Lord Jesus, I don't understand everything and I'm afraid. That is the most healthy way for us to deal with that which comes to bother us. And so Jesus comes uh, and deals with the fear. We, we fear that we will not be prepared for what is expected of us. We fear we will not like the new place we have moved to. We fear the church will not prosper or the church will not understand where we are coming from. We fear our children will not follow the Lord, fear their faith or our faith for that matter will be shipwrecked because of little faith or no faith at all. And it's kind of like Jesus in so many words saying to us, I come to my own when they are afraid. I don't wait for them to get their act together. I don't wait for them to be strong. I don't wait for them to have courage. I don't wait for them to have enough faith to overcome fear. I come to help them to have enough faith to overcome fear. He doesn't wait for us to get our act together. He comes to help us, to enable us. Isaiah forty-one ten says, Fear not, I am with you. Be not dismayed, I am your God, I will help you. Let me read that again. Fear not, I am with you. Be not dismayed. I am your God, I will help you. This is the experience we will have if we allow him to enter into our fear. If we allow Christ to enter our lives, we will experience what the psalmist experienced, what others have experienced. The third part of that verse says Jesus come, came and stood among them and said, peace be with you. The point I want to make is that Jesus came right into the middle of the meeting. He did not come to the edge of the wall and call through the wall. Teenage sons going or daughters get upset go into the bedroom, lock the door, and I dare say that sometimes uh, husband and wife quarrel, and one or the other goes into the bedroom, locks the door. The other one calls through the door, trying to make amends, trying to make peace, trying to make uh, speak reason, and the other person won't speak reason. So Jesus, with regards to all we go through, all we feel, does not come to the end edge of the wall and call through the wall and deal with us as a distant God. He does not come to us and deal as a distant God. He is our Emmanuel, God with us. The Christmas story Is part of the Easter story. The Easter story. Is part of the Christmas story. You can't separate the two. It is God with us. Sometimes. We feel. May feel that God. Deals with us from a distance. And that's okay. He can deal with that. Sometimes you feel that God. Has forgotten you. And that's okay. He's greater than that. But he doesn't come to the edge of the wall. He did not play nor toy with the disciples' fear. God will not, never uh, uh, toy or play with your real deep felt emotions. He will not. He will come and be with you. He wanted them to see him to know Him, believe in Him, and love Him as the risen Lord and Savior. That is what I want for you today. That is what I want for you this morning. I want you to experience the living Jesus. Yes, the Christ that died for your sins, but the one who rose for your justification, who rose to be the one who intercedes for you in the heavenlies. Jesus wants to be known as such, and I want you to experience him uh, as a living savior. Know him and have him drawn near into your life where no one else can go or where no one else is willing to go. You allow him to enter your life and you experience. I want you to experience his help in your fear, in in the way no one else can help you. To have him come to you, close to you, not calling to you from a distance, but right in your midst, right in your living room, right in your bedroom, right in this service now. If you are here and you came with all your fears and doubts, you came to the right place. If you came here broken, discouraged, willing to or wanting to quit, you came to the right place. If you online are feeling these emotions, you're feeling them at the right time. I ask you, I beg you, I urge you, allow Jesus to come right through into your life. Don't close the door. It won't won't keep him out. Don't raise up walls and barriers. They don't stop him. He won't force himself in. He won't break down the door. But if you only so much as breathe, I need you. Or breathe any word any word, whatever that word may be, that God interprets through His spirit that it is a cry for help. He'll be there with you, He'll be there for you. He will bless you. He will change you. He will be your Emmanuel. Next time, I want to speak on the three gifts that Jesus gives who gave and gives as he entered that room. He gave the gift of peace. He gave the gift of power. And he gave the gift of purpose. Keep tuned. This this message will continue. But for today, I just trust that you may know that you may know God in a way that you never knew Him before right through that door in your heart, right into it, expelling the fear, the doubts, anger, whatever, you you name it, and that you may experience those calm words of Christ coming over to you. Peace I give you. Our dear Heavenly Father, we ask that your name be glorified. We ask that you bless those who are here and those who are at home listening, or wherever they may be that they're tuned in. Lord, will you reach him, will you touch him, will you encourage him, will you bless them? We need you, they need you. Be today our Emmanuel. Be today the one who goes with us as we leave this place of worship to be people of worship out there, being a blessing to someone today. May the grace of our Lord Jesus Christ, the great love of God the Father, and the presence of the Holy Spirit be with each one of you now and forevermore. Amen. Amen. Amen.